we are finally to the spot where I can talk about the defensive line. One of my favorite positions on this team, underrated, overlooked. I think they're going to be really good this year. We're going to preview defensive line on today's Lockdown Badgers. Let's go. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everybody? I am Ryan Herrings, your host of Locked On Badgers, your team every single day. And we are here for it. Football season's right around the corner. I want to thank Bet Online for bringing you today's episode. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And just thank everybody for tuning in, making it one of your first listens, whether you're getting on YouTube, watching us, or listening to us on wherever you get podcasts. Really, really, really do appreciate the support. And we're going to talk defensive line. We're going to bring Dylan Graff onto the show, friend of the show, very, very smart um, staff writer over at Badger Wire. And Dylan, man, welcome back to the show. It's great to have you. Hey, thanks for having me. Let's talk defensive line, man. Um, this is one of my favorite spots. I, I think it's underrated. I've said that for a long time, this, this year's group. Uh, let's start with the two deep. Let's start with the depth chart. We always start off that way. So we know we have a good idea of, you know, Keanu Benton's the best player here. He's the yeah, leader of that group. Love him. What do you see about the right with the rest of the two deep with the defensive ends backing up Keanu? Where are you at on that? Honestly, you know, the more we've heard what we've seen so far throughout the fall and spring, I feel really good about where they're at in the ends. You know, Isaiah Mullins, the guy who's played, a lot of football, that guy is an immovable object on the end. Like, that guy is going to eat up blocks. He's going to free people up. You're not taking him. You're not pushing him around at all. And then on the other side, I think, is where there was maybe a little bit up in the air, kind of headed into the fall. And Rodas Johnson has pretty much closed that door. I think he's going to be starting at your other end. He's going to – he is a, was a highly thought of recruit, you know, coming out of high school. He's really athletic. He can give a little bit of pass rush, like very strong player, someone who I'm very excited to watch play this year. I think he's going to be a difference maker at end, you know, kind of help fill some of that void left behind by Henningsen. And, uh, you know, behind those guys, I think your unofficial, you know, third starting end, the guy who will rotate in a lot behind both of them will be James Thompson Jr., guy who really, <clears throat> I mean, he saw the field as a true freshman. He, if he hadn't torn his Achilles, mm-hmm. I mean, this is a guy who, who, for all we know, would have been starting right now. He's very athletic. He's also can offer something as a pass rush. The guy is a freak in the weight room, like very strong. I think right there, those four, you know, those are very solid options. Behind Keanu, you know, coming out of spring was a little bit more of a toss-up, but from what we've heard, it sounds like Gio Paez guy who's you know fourth year in the program he's you know pretty solid maybe unspectacular option but it's somebody i think you could feel decent about especially as like your second option and uh you know i i think the the sixth d lineman obviously ross kalaji has been pretty vocal about wanting to have essentially two lines six guys deep i think that will be isaac townsend uh you know transfer in but there are a couple other guys that could be in the mix for it too like cade mcdonald you know, kind of had some flashes, a lot of talent, but, you know, probably still going to need another year. But there's a couple of people to be excited about. And I think for the most part, though, that's going to round out like you're too deep, you know, headed into week one. Yeah, I I think you you basically nailed it there, uh, especially with that, you know, quasi starter with, you know, Thompson being able to switch to both sides, play a lot. You know, I, I remember, always remember this. I was listening to um, a college football coach one time talk about <laughs> defense alignment being, you, you want a dude who's a sawed off tree stump. Like, you know, just be, and that's Mullins, right? Like your boy, a mobile object. You can't move that dude. 
Let me let me give you my other reason why. And I've said this for a long time. I had a show previously. I said defensive line is the most underrated position on this team. And part of it is when you have a Wisconsin unit, again, this is a team that builds, right? This is a team that builds players up. And you look at the experience of these guys, you have Benton senior, Mullins senior, Rodis junior, right? Um, Thompson's a junior, Piaz is a senior, right? Like you just you go down the list. Wisconsin is not going to have a bad line if it's full of juniors and seniors. No, it's year after year. You lose a guy like Matt Henningsen and you're able to plug in two, three guys who have got been the program three or four years. Like just because they maybe haven't logged a ton of snaps. Like these are experienced football players that were sitting behind, you know, routinely NFL, you know, fringe mm-hmm. NFL caliber players. Oh, absolutely. Like Isaiah Loudermilk is an NFL guy. Right. Absolutely. You know? So Henningsen's pushing to make the Broncos roster right now. Mm-hmm. No, I think it, they're going to be really, really good. What out of these, out of the two deep, is there a player here that you think is going to surprise people? Is it, is it maybe Isaac Townsend, the former Oregon player who transferred in, didn't see much last year? Is it, or is it just a guy like Rodis Johnson who, you know, people followed the program are excited about, but really hasn't had the, the playing time to make that splash. I'd love to, Go a little bit deeper, but I think I'm going to have to kind of cop out and go with Rose Johnson. He's someone who just very excited about, you know, was able to kind of watch a couple games from last year and review some of the snaps he's had. And, I mean, he showed flashes last year. He was just sitting behind players that, you know, played a significant amount of snaps. And oftentimes, Wisconsin only plays two down linemen, so there wasn't a ton of time available for him. But he made the most of his opportunities last year and, you know, by all accounts, is taking another step this year and – with the additional playing time, I think that he's a name you're gonna you're gonna be hearing called out quite often. He he would be my tick my pick for a breakout. Very excited to see James Thompson back a full year removed from an injury as well. I think he'll see quite a few snaps. What about uh let, let's talk about Benton and then I want to pivot to some of the new recruits just so we get kind of the, the entire depth chart here and get a good <laughs> look at it. But how good is Benton? Because I think people Sometimes, I mean, he's a senior now, but he was he was good enough to step on the field as a true freshman and play nose tackle in the Big Ten. Yeah, that, yeah, that absolutely blows my mind to this day. He was one of the lowest yes. rated recruits in that class and just immediately stepped into playing time and never looked back. Like he was super raw at that point, but that's what Wisconsin was betting like betting on at that point was a really raw prospect and it materialized very quickly. I mean, he's an NFL nose tackle, period. He's mm-hmm. a freak athlete. He offers a lot as a pass rusher. I mean, even regardless how your feelings are with pro football focus numbers, like he was one of the Badgers better pass rushers that wasn't a linebacker last year. Like he he gets after it. He eats he can eat up blocks. Like he does it all. He is the heartbeat of that defense. They are not the same if he is not on the field. He's indispensable. I I've, Absolutely. I've said a couple Maybe there's a couple play. I like Braylon Allen's in this category. <laughs> Maybe Cheem Ray. I don't know. There's a couple players, but he's in that group of three or four guys the Badgers can't lose. Without a doubt. The season looks a lot more. It looks very different if he is not in the lineup. Here's one for you because I've always wanted to do this. I think next offseason I'm going to do this more substantially. But we talked about Bra- or not Braylon, sorry, uh, Keanu Benton being a low rated recruit. If you had to go back and re rank him based on what he did in college, is he a four or five star guy? Man, he's got to be he's got to be a mid to f- high four star prospect. I mean, it's hard right. to ever say five star. I mean, the measurables maybe 
are, wouldn't be indicative of somebody you throw that five star at immediately. Cause those are usually more predicated on like their 40 times or their arm length or things that really don't come down to playing football. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you look back at how the ranking system was set up initially, the stars really just indicate how many years they believe you will be able to contribute in a, you know, a power five program. And I mean, realistically, a five-star is a four-year starter, and he kind of he fits the bill. Not kind of, he does fit the bill. Right. I think I think with the benefit of hindsight, I still am going to kind of stay in that like mid-four-star range. But I mean, realistically, I mean, it'd be hard to argue five. He he's been the best player from the class, pretty much. Yeah, he's a total stud and obviously a complete steal. All right, coming up, we're going to do some best case, worst case with the defensive line. Keep Dylan on the show as long as possible. Um, today's show is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs and information. Uh, find reviews, news of every league, uh, Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports. There's golf, there's even esports. It's all there at Bet Online. Bet Online also continues to have all your sports wagering information, live embedding, um, futures. It also has Vegas casino games. If you want to play roulette, blackjack, all of that is on Bet Online. Means your number one source for lines, odds, and I've talked about futures all the time. For all those that follow beyond the Badgers, right? I'm, I'm an NBA, NFL, baseball, college fan. I'm into all of that, so I'm into the pennant races. If you have a few bucks, do it responsibly. Go to Bet Online, have some fun, a few dollars on to where you know maybe Durant stayed with the Nets now. Does that reshape what you think of the Eastern Conference? Maybe you thought he was going to the Suns. Does that reshape what you think of the Western Conference? BetOnline is a great spot to do all of that. Get your, your mobile device today. Head to the website, BetOnline, where the game starts. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I also want to thank everyone for making Lockdown Badgers your first listen every day here for your team every single day. Uh, when you get a second, go listen to the Ultimate College Football Preview, seven-episode preview, local experts, local team experts, national college football experts, Odyssey college football experts. Everything is there to get you ready for the college football season in one spot. Search for Ultimate College Football Preview on your Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Bring Dylan uh, back on the show. And again, Dylan, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I definitely want to give you an opportunity to share where people can find your work because I think it's incredibly insightful. Um, I subscribe to your basketball knowledge when you can share it. I, I check out Badger Wire all the time, but definitely take the platform and, and tell Badger fans where they can find you. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, you know, obviously I do the majority of my writing over at USA Day for the Badgers Wire, uh, but more recently kind of taken a dive that probably be, you know, talk more about here in the near future, but I've partnered with Anthony Wright, who formerly played with the Michigan Wolverine, <clears throat> excuse me, basketball team. Um, he's creating a new network called the full ride network, and he has actually purchased the rights to badger notes and we're going to, you know, be a full fledged website again, uh, going to be partnered with bleacher report, you know, verbal commits, kind of a ha- handful of reputable sites, uh, going to kind of have our own composite recruiting rankings, uh, very ground level stuff right now, but that should be launching hopefully in the coming week, two weeks. 
uh, web development team still kind of hard at work. So definitely very exciting stuff going on, but uh, excited to, you know, continue bringing more Badger coverage. That's incredible. Um, and I, I, I didn't actually know that for those that are just listening to the show. So when, <laughs> when that does pop, make sure you, you let us all know. We'll tweet it out. We'll put that out there. Um, for those of you that are listening, at especially the hoop heads, uh, this, the basketball stuff Dylan does is awesome. Like film breakdowns, uh, high level discussions, down into the, all the rabbit holes that you really want as a hardcore fan. So that is absolutely something everyone's going to want to keep an eye out on. And we're going to do that. We're going to promote the heck out of that. Um, even though you might be my competitor, I'm not sure. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's all about building the community. I say it all the time. The more smart Badger fans. That's, that's what it's Dylan. all about. That's 100% what it's all about. So uh without further ado let's continue the defensive line preview let's do best case worst case let's i've been starting worst case because i think it makes it more interesting um what's the worst case kind of do you see for this defensive line barring catastrophic injury we always because injuries can happen you know but barring that where can this unit underperform i mean if if you're talking separate injury i would say inexperience i guess rears its head a little bit even though i'll be honest that's not something i'm particularly worried about i would say where I'm most concerned would be what is behind Keanu Benton. I mean, regardless if he was to be injured or what have you, you know, behind him is Gio Piaz, who's not played a significant amount of football. And behind both of them is a converted offensive lineman, Ben Barton. So I think, you know, obviously health is always going to be number one, but I would say my skepticism, if there is any with a defensive line, simply just comes from, depth purposes i love the who they have starting i love james thompson jr i guess the question marks for me just kind of come in the form of who is isaac townsend we haven't seen him he's been in the program for a couple of years now and geo Piaz, like can he be serviceable can he fill in when need be because benton does a lot for this team you know he plays a lot as a two down lineman the guy needs a breather i mean if the when the Badgers have faltered against high-level opponents, it's been when they have gotten gassed and they've have been forced to play their starters for too long. We need to know that we have the depth behind them to get them the necessary breather that they need, you know, and have five, six guys that we can roll out there. So for me, I guess worst case is just the players behind the depth pieces are not ready. You know, they they're outclassed and more more than that, they're just force kind of force our hand and we have to play the starters a lot more than we would like to. Yeah. I think you nailed it. I think, I think that's, that's <laughs> it for me as well. We, we just don't know what the depth and I think we both like the players there, Yeah, but again, you absolutely. never, never know until you see them. And I think even with the starters, we, we don't really know how Rodis is going to do with a full workload. Like it may not pan out quite like we hope it does. Um, let me give you one other kind of worry I have, and this isn't necessarily a new worry for Wisconsin Badgers, uh, defenses defensive lines Henningsen gave us some penetration gave us some you know yep. some ability in the backfield like he wasn't just a run stuffer I'm not sh- I'm not sure if Rodas and again we have to see it that's all I'm saying we I don't know if they're going to be more because I don't think Mullins is a penetration guy I think he is who no. he is um which is a really important piece to this yeah but absolutely Rodas or Thompson or Townsend we need somebody to kind of also get penetration so it's not just on Herbig so that would be my concern, but I, I agree with you. I think it's a depth question. Um, and I'm frankly, just to steal your, your first thought, I'm not that worried about it. I, I'm not either. I I, I would agree. I, we're going to need something of a pass rush. I mean, obviously, these guys are not here just to eat up blocks. They We have to get after the quarterback, have to get in their face. But I think we have players that are talented enough to do it. 
thankfully we kind of have a cupcake beginning of the schedule where, you know, they can kind of get their, their confidence up and, you know, get those reps under them, do it in the game and then kind of ride that into conference play. Let's shift best case. Um, you know, the, the players kind of hit their ceilings in your mind, whatever those ceilings are, how good can this defense line be? Boy, I, it's obviously hard to ever compare anything to what we got as like a run stopping unit last year. I mean, they were historically good. I mean, they broke records within the program. They were the top run stopping unit in the nation. They were the top overall defense in the nation. I think the entire defense is going to be predicated on what happens up front here. The D line does their job. Boy, I, I think you'd be hard pressed not to get a top five run defense nationally again. If these guys do what I believe they're going to do, obviously, you said we, we got to see it first. I mean, right now, we're, we're this is just projection, but I think there's a ton of talent up front. There's a good amount of experience there. Even the players who are kind of chopping at the bit to get in the game, they are relatively high caliber recruits themselves. Like, there is a lot of talent here. I think there's more than enough to really make a huge difference for this defense. Yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you. I, I love this group. Um and I keep I don't want to continue just beating that horse, but I think it's such I just think it's so underrated. I don't think people nationally know how good Keanu Benton is, quite frankly. Agreed. I think he is one of the best kept secrets in America. It's incredible. And I, I think if we're saying best case, I think best case is Keanu Benton gets that national recognition as an incredible year because he's he showed up to camp even more lean. Like he's he's in, you know, everyone's in the best shape of their life in their camp, but he is in the best shape of his life. He's played a lot of football. He could have a dominant year, right? I'm talking like for sure. If anyone has bothered to watch any of the episodes of the camp that mm-hmm. you know UW's been putting out, like you take one look at him, you are not thinking that's a nose tackle. Like that guy is a specimen. Yep. He Badger fans are very fortunate. I'll just leave it at he that. He is a monster. So I think best case, man, and I totally agree. He looks great on the camp. Um, best case, he's like an all-American type season. And then Rodas Johnson and Isaiah Mullins make like second, third team type. That's it's too much for both of them. Like, you know, there's a lot of good defense linemen in the Big Ten, but one of those guys is on like a second or third team, all Big Ten type team. I think that's best case. Realistically, I think all three guys make some kind of team going down, you know, as far as to like honorable mention. I think everyone sure. receives a little bit of recognition in some capacity. I think they are all that good. And typically when you play on a defense, the caliber that Jim Leonard's gonna roll out you're going to, you're going to be in the mix for in those discussions. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So I think we're, we're pretty aligned on this one. Best case, worst case. I think we both lean, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but we're both leaning that this is probably going to be more of a best case season for this group. I, I absolutely think so. I think this is a really deep group. Like I'm not concerned. Maybe I'm ignorant, but I, I, I think this is, there's plenty of talent here. I think this is one of the better, you know, units on a defense that has a lot of pretty impressive like rooms in general. Totally agree. All right, coming up on Lockdown Badgers, we're going to grade the unit. How's it look this year? How's it look in the next couple of years going down the pipe, looking at recruiting? That's coming up on our next on Lockdown Badgers. Thank you guys, everybody, for, so much for making Lockdown Badgers one of your first listens. Dylan Graff on the show, continuing to talk about the defensive line. Last segment of the show, um, we're going to grade the unit. 2022-2023 season this year, um, no upside look, you know, not looking down the road. How would you grade this unit right now for this season? Right now, I'm going to – I will give it a B plus, and I will, say, I will say, like, with the caveat that it could be more of an A-minus 
I, I reserve the right to change that in a couple of weeks. I'm only giving it a B plus because like, you, as we've said, we haven't seen it yet. I firmly believe we're going to see it, but it's hard for me to say it is an A minus. It's an A when I've only seen two of the players play, you know, James Thompson in very, you know, minimal snaps. I need to, you know, see what they can do on the field, review the film, run it back, get a better idea. But I'm, I'm going to give it a B plus right now. I think it could be higher than that. I expect it to be higher than that. I'm going to go B. Uh, and and this I'm very bullish on this group, but I do need, to your point, I need to see it. And I'm a little worried to, that I just – it's not going to matter in a game against Purdue necessarily, but a game against Iowa or Minnesota or a Michigan State when they're going to really run the ball 35 times, right? I don't know if Ben – we, we talked about Ben can't play the whole game. No. And um, I, I think sometimes when you don't see a player step up for a lot, J.O. Pye, as we talked about him, you know, good size. He was a good recruit, but he's been in the program a long time and hasn't been able to kind of hack into that rotation. Right. And uh, you can read tea leaves sometimes a little bit with it. I'm not certainly not writing him off. He could be a really good backup nose tackle this year, but I think you have to be a little worried that he hasn't been able to hack into that rotation a little bit. Yeah, so, Absolutely. Yeah, that that that's my big concern. I just think the depth we talked about to me for this season keeps it at a B. I totally agree, right? Rodas Johnson, if he is who we think he is, if James Thompson is who we think he is, if Gio Paez is a capable number two, yeah, that grade's gonna be better if we if we look three, four, five weeks down the road hundred percent. Yeah, I, for sure. I I feel good about it. I, I do, but it, again, it's just gonna come back to projection. I I think we're gonna feel pretty comfortable at the end of September. And even a B, like a B is a good unit. Like this is, we both right. think this is a really solid unit with upside. Um, let's let's look down the road. So who are some of the young players on the roster, either this year's recruiting cycle, last year's recruiting cycle, you know, and I can throw some of the names out here. It's, you know, Roderick Pierce, Jamel Howard, Tristan Monday, Curtis Neal, Michael Jarvis. Out of kind of that group of young players, pick out a name or two that you're really excited about. Personally, I loved Curtis Neal's film coming out of high school. Like, obviously, he's fresh off an ACL. He's about a year removed now. But, like, his talent, if he doesn't get hurt senior year, I'll be honest, I don't think he ends up at Madison. Like, I, I think that guy's film was terrific. He's someone who I think has an immense upside coming through the pipeline. He can take his time. Like, we don't need him right now. But, I mean, a year from now, two years from now, I think it's very possible he'll be out there. Pierce is somebody who I like quite a bit. I think he's got a lot of versatility. He could play nose tackle. He could be an end. I don't know. I mean, Neil's kind of the same way. I think both of them could be guys that really can play wherever necessary. And honestly, I love Jamel Howard. He is not going to probably ever get numbers while he is at Wisconsin, and I will never care. But I think that guy is going to be a just a rock solid piece of the defense for I think he'll play at least two years maybe even three years that guy's coming in he's gonna be over 320 day one you can't you can't teach that so I, I don't know I think he's not maybe not the sexiest choice but he's somebody that I like a lot those three guys I think have very bright futures in some capacity no I, I gotta start with my, my guy Howard because when he committed man I He's one of my favorite commits in this the, the 2023 class. Um, he is incredibly large, but he he has a motor. He's, he's athletic lazy. for he's his athletic. size. Like he's he's athletic. Yeah, he and he's not a leaner. Like I was talking to John Garcia, the Sports Illustrated recruiting director, and a lot of big dudes, especially in the high school level, they lean right. They kind of just use their mass and 
he's got hands. He's got some a swim move. He gets a field. Yeah, he, I love him. He has pass rush upside. And when you say that, talking about a nose tackle, you're talking about you know a yeah. guy who might record two, three sacks in a season that goes well. But like, it's not about the numbers. It's about applying pressure. It's about getting after the quarterback, like getting their face. Like, yep. He's going to move people. He's going to be hard to move. That is what a nose tackle is at Wisconsin, and I think there's upside there as well. 100% agree. And it, I mean, I'm not saying he's the next Keanu Benton, but there are some interesting similarities here, right? Lower rank yeah, recruit. Several parallels. A, a raw. I mean, he's raw. Benton was raw. Now, but I don't think he has the wrestling background that Benton does. And obviously, Benton has intangibles that we just don't know of Howard. We just don't know. But right. there's some interesting comparisons there. And the other thing I would say is people like to talk about the versatility of a guy like Curtis Neal, who is very versatile, like you said. He can play inside, outside, uh, Broderick the same way. But again, I'll go back to the point is when you're playing in Iowa, you just need a 320-pound duty for playing a 3-4, right? Like Without a doubt. You don't need that guy every game, but when you need him, you need him. And right. he's Those when games Benton's, are one of the trenches. 100%. And when Benton's gone, we didn't have another guy on the roster like that. So that's the other reason Howard is such a big pickup. Um so we talked a little bit about the young guys you like. I also really like uh, uh, the name Slimman, Tristan Monday, a uh, kid out of Arizona. I think he was really, really under-recruited. Um, I just I just think there's a big motor there and a lot of athletic ability. He, he's but, got some pass rush upside as well. Like He's like almost in that tweener mold where like you weren't sure, like is he going to be an outside linebacker? Mm-hmm. I think they've pretty you know confidently have him starting out at end. But, yeah, I think that there's – Plenty athletic ability. He's someone who could be more than, you know, just a clogger at an end for sure. I, he's definitely intriguing. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see him progress. Um, so talking about the young guys now grade looking two or three years down the road and the young town on the roster, how we've recruited this cycle. Um, where, where would you grade the future right now with, at the position? I'm going to say a B minus and it's not that I'm underwhelmed with the options. It's that, you know, as soon as next year, there's going to be a lot of question marks. And there are, like I said, there's plenty of players that I'm very intrigued by that I love the talent of, but, you know, they're not in the too deep right now. I mean, Cade McDonald is somebody who I really like, you know, as somebody who might be able to step into a role as soon as next year. But there aren't a lot of guys in the pipeline that I think will be ready to hit the field right away next year. So I guess that's where kind of my concerns lie. I think they've recruited they've done a decent job recruiting and bringing in some talent. They're just very young and you'd like to start hearing those reports of some of those second year guys, you know, pushing, showing some more flashes. I think they're just very stable right now. So maybe they haven't gotten as many opportunities, but I I'm going to go with a B minus four right now. Yeah. I think I'm once again, just a tiny notch below you. I'm at kind of a, I don't think because C plus ish somewhere in there. My, my big issue is, and this falls right along with what you're saying. So I'm glad you brought it up. You know, as soon as Benton stepped on the field, we, we heard about how good he was. We saw how good he was. We, we heard practice whispers about James Thompson, basically as soon as he got on the field, right? Like yep. the fact that you're not hearing as much, it, 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 I, I'm not, again, not to write anybody off, right? Cause you know, nobody's book is written until they're out of college. Everyone has, can still write, add chapters to their legacy. But it does make my ears kind of perk up when we're not hearing those same type of whispers about the younger kids on the program. Now, we have heard good things about Mike Jarvis. You know, coaching staff mm-hmm. apparently likes him quite a bit. Uh, came in more physically defined as a defensive end than they thought. But I do wonder if we have more of a collection of solid players and we don't maybe have that, that next Keanu Benton. I don't know. Right. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's kind of where I'm at too, is just kind of waiting for that next player to emerge. You know, I, I'm probably higher on than most on Cade McDonald, just what I think he has from an intangible, you know, standpoint. But again, that's a, that's another player who's more projection than, you know, production right now. And I think that's kind of the case with a lot of the players. There's a ton of talent, but we need it to materialize and it's going to have to happen in a hurry because we have, we have two, two spots in the D line open next year. Yeah, for sure. All right, everybody. He is Dylan Graff. Um, very, very, very sharp uh, person covering the Badgers and very excited to see all the content coming out. So we're going to link all of everything is Twitter bio in the show notes. Uh, make sure you go and check him out. It is very, very worthwhile. Um, and for everyone else that's watching and listening, thank you for you know, tuning into Lockdown Badgers. We're all excited for the season to start. We'll have more content coming to you tomorrow and just keep tuning and listening on Wisconsin.